Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Dr. Kelly? I'm doing well. Do you remember that crown that they were supposed to put in a couple weeks ago? Yes, yes. Well, it it came back and it it like one tooth was higher than the other. And I had to wait another month and they gave me another crown that's the color of corn. <laughs> you can't tell in this lighting, but let me no, just no. Okay, it looks beautiful oh. on you, though. Thank you. Just smile. You know, if you just smile, every smile is beautiful and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's almost like you've gotten your hair is so beautiful. Like you got a crown on your head. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm a searching for a relationship. I'm ready now. You're ready. Okay. Oh, so yeah. You're... I had such great conversation with you this morning and things are going so well. I think, you know what? I think I'm ready. Okay. Awesome. And so guess what you have to do? Um, what do I have to do? You have to market yourself. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not so great at that. So I'm really looking forward to hearing Nikki Nash today. <laughs> yes. Myself in every area, but when it comes to that, that's difficult. So I'm very interested in this today. Right. My full attention. Right, definitely. And so what we're talking about today is how to market yourself and market that genius in you because um, everything you do, as I was, as her and I were talking about it today, is about yourself, whether it's marketing your business, dating, relationships. And so we have an expert here, Nikki Nash. Welcome, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, yes. And so Nikki is the expert of Marketing Your Genius, which is a podcast where she talks about how to market, and especially entrepreneurs and other people themselves and believing in themselves. And she's a great book here. Um, I'm sorry, I got my, my background on, but it calls Marketing Your Genius. And definitely welcome, Nikki, to the show. Thank you again. Yes, good, good. One of the things that we talk about on this show, which goes online with what you're talking about, is because it's called Bringing Intimacy Back, is intimacy. You know, um, and so I love to start the show off with how you feel or what do you think about the word when you say intimacy? You know, when I hear the word intimacy, it really, to me, means being connected with either yourself or another being in its truest form. You know, like intimacy is that space where you are unapologetically yourself and at the same time feel the energy um, either within you or with someone else. And I, I think that everything, whether you're talking business or relationships with others or the relationship with yourself, um, has the capacity to be an intimate experience and environment. Yes. And why do you think people sometimes have that hard connection 
they have a hard time connecting with themselves. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> okay. That is so weird. That's it. Okay. Okay. You can hear me. The weirdest thing just happened. Um, but I'm still here, you know. Uh, but I think sometimes people have a hard time um, really connecting with themselves because it can feel like you're being exposed almost. You know, you have this... Um, I don't know. You have to deal with yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and find a way to love yourself. And I think sometimes for me, you know, when I'm not being really connected with myself, it's because I maybe feel guilty about something or ashamed of something, or I'm avoiding looking at something that's going on in my life. But the reality is, is when I take that moment to, you know, journal or look at it or connect with myself, it always ends up being better. And I always end up going, oh, well, that wasn't so terrible. And I'm a better person than I thought I was, even though, you know, I beat myself up over it. So I think um, there are a lot of reasons why folks have challenges being connected and intimate um, with themselves. But it's something I'm not an expert on it, but that's been my experience. <laughs> Yes, I was talking with Dr. Kelly earlier today, and Dr. Kelly, you were saying how it's that emotional um, aspect of emotional intimacy and connecting with yourself. Yeah, when you're willing to look in the mirror and do that hard emotional work and take some risks, even with yourself, because I think that sometimes um, we may actually lie to ourselves, like, you know, I, I say to some people, you know, a lot, other people will lie to you, but don't lie to yourself. Like, look in the mirror, look what's reflected back at you and deal with it. You know, do that emotional work because then you're going to be healthier for it in every aspect of your life. Right. But sometimes people get so trapped up with the mistakes or, or things that pitfalls or they've fallen down. Well, scripture says even a righteous man falls seven times. Right. The key is getting back up, right? Yes. Nikki Nash. I completely agree with you. And I think about, you know, being an entrepreneur has been one of the biggest personal development things for me because I fail all the time, like at pretty much everything at some point until I get better. Right. And what I started telling myself is, you know, you didn't start walking on the first try. Like I didn't just like get up and decide I was going to walk and suddenly could walk the planet. Right. You know, I fell a bunch. I crawled first. I did all these other things. And saying that to myself helps me go, you know what, like cut yourself a break, forgive yourself for the mistakes. Stop judging yourself so harshly. Stop comparing yourself to other people. And, um, and to your point, Dr. Kelly, it, it helps me along that kind of emotional journey because it is very um, emotional, that whole, um, dealing with yourself and forgiving to yourself and hopefully not lying to yourself. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, I was in class with Nikki on um, some marketing thing that, and one thing about Nikki is she's very curious. If she can't figure out something, it's like curious, curious, curious. And so um, in your marketing and everything you do, you use the word genius. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, to me, your genius is this, magical combination of the gifts that you were likely born with that you probably take for granted 
Um, so for example, one of mine is the ability to hear what somebody else is trying to say and communicate it so that other people understand. Um, you know, oftentimes I'll see two people speaking to each other and they're both going, I don't understand what you're saying. And I'm sitting there like, I get what you're both saying and I can communicate it to each person. And they're like, Oh, I get it now. Right. So that's you just, be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I've been asked if I was, if I wanted to be a therapist or if I wanted to be a teacher. And I, I feel like I use those skills in some way, shape or form within my business. Yes. Um, but it's, it's the combination of things you were born with, things that you've developed over time, um, experiences you have and that ability and what you've learned from them. Like your genius is this combination of, of those not learned and innate skills. Can you remember when they, that skill for you showed up in your life? Was it like fourth grade and you're like mediating between the on the playground, when was the first time, was it in college? When did it show up? Were you like, wow, wow, this is a gift? You know, well, when I realized it was a gift and when I understood my abilities were kind of different um, times, but I remember specifically being in middle school and even high school and sitting in a classroom and seeing the teacher trying to explain something and people not get it. And I'm just sitting there like, I. I'm just going to explain to this person what you're saying. And, you know, in school, sometimes I was, it was like, came across as either being disruptive or a know-it-all. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be either of those things, but clearly whatever you're trying to say to the student, they don't get it. And I just want them to get it. Right. And so, um, I didn't always see it as a, a gift at that moment because I used to get in trouble for it. Um, but my mom also used to tell me that I would speak for my little sister. We're five and a half years apart. And she's like, you would just tell me what she wanted when she was really little. Cause I just knew I'm like, Oh, I get what she's trying to say. And she wants this. And so I guess I've always done it or I've done it for a very long time. Um, but I probably didn't see it as being a gift until I started my business and realized how useful it was in certain situations. How would you suggest for people who are listening and they're like, I don't know. I don't know what my gift is. You know, I'm just showing up to a nine to five or, you know, restaurant, fast food, whatever the case. And they have no idea. Yeah. How do you find it? You know, it comes from a couple of, of places. One, I would start by asking people you really know and trust and just ask them, what are the things that they would come to you for? Like, what are the things that they think you're naturally good at or that they, if they needed somebody to help them with a problem, what problems they would come to you for. And, and that starts helping you. The other thing I would say is try new things and see what you pick up and really enjoy. Because I didn't really think about teaching at all growing up, but a big part of my business is teaching marketing to other to others. And it was in teaching classes. I used to, when I was in corporate, do these getting social with Nikki lunch and learns where I would teach social media and digital marketing. And, um, I did it because my boss said I needed to be more visible to get promoted and things like that. But I started realizing, wow, I'm great. I'm really good at teaching this content and it was fun for me. And had I not done something that maybe fell outside of my comfort zone or that I didn't think I was good at or didn't know if I was good at, 
um, by doing it, it helps me kind of build the confidence and, and get better at it and, and finding those talents. And confidence is very sexy. And confidence is important for business too, in relationship and business. Could you imagine if you weren't confident in a relationship? Like just like, oh. or then you're trying to communicate at work and you're like, oh, I think you need to have a healthy inventory of your skills. Sounds like you do that. And you're able to help other people translate that as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And, and confidence is needed even in just the, uh, the getting of the partner, <laughs> you know, you were talking earlier about how you're ready for a relationship, you and me both, and my best friend, and I ha talked about it over lunch today. And so I, I feel that it's just in the air and in, in the Whoa, world. Yeah. You talked about it at lunch. Yep. So right there with you. <laughs> okay. Hey, wow. We're marketing ourselves today. Just kidding. <laughs> And um, I am five foot tall, and no, just kidding. <laughs> um, hey, I have a question. What do you think about when people use the word genius in a negative tone? Like, they're like, that's genius. Have you ever heard people do that? You know, what's... I've heard people do that, and I think that, that it's kind of interesting because they're being sarcastic with it. Yeah. You know, it's funny, maybe because I'm, I don't know, I haven't heard somebody say genius negatively i mean i'm sure i have but maybe i just block it out <laughs> yeah because you're an optimist <laughs> absolutely we're building your social um, media right now for your uh next uh relationship that social media when you present yourself do you think that you present yourself better in market helping people market business and then when it comes to personal relationships you're a little more nervous no, you know, what's funny um, for helping other people know for myself. Yes. Like I, I think that um, marketing, whether it's for business or for dating is pretty similar, especially with online dating, because online dating, you're essentially marketing yourself um, on a dating site, if you're doing it online and things like that. And if I were to, when I'm helping friends do it, it's easy for me. When it comes to myself, oh my goodness, it's a whole nother story. It is like I struggle so much with online dating because I overanalyze it. And it's funny because it helps me realize what my clients are doing with their business. Where in business, I didn't really have that problem, but I definitely have it in online dating. So with helping other people, not a problem. With helping myself, huge, huge challenge there personally. Okay. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And I think um, sometimes when you're marketing yourself, you can't really fully see it. But when you add a third, a third person comes in, you know, it's an extra set of eyes, definitely. So yeah, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to work on how to because we were just talking about a little bit about packaging your genius, but how to promote it, and how to own it, and get what you want out of life. We'll be back in a moment. Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight. If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. 
have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the vacation counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. So before the break, we were talking about trying to find what is significant, what is our talents, what is our skills. And so what if someone's already found that, whether it's in the business or in the dating? Now, I know that I am curious. I know that I'm intellectual. How do you go about marketing it to get what you want? And it's funny because in my book, I share that marketing is just like dating. And so I give the analogy of how it works in dating to teach it for business. And I'm going to do the same here because It'll, it'll help people. Two birds, one stone, right? You have the same Fantastic. plan for marketing, <laughs> for dating, and for your business. Yes. And, and you know what I just want to say? When I even um, went into the dating world at, at one point or a variety of times, I thought about, you know, I do well in my business. I need to do the same thing. So I'm curious on how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I always have people start with what is the end goal? Like, what are you looking for? And so in dating, you usually sit down and think about or visualize the partner you want to be with. Who is this person? What are they like? Um, Maybe even thinking about what your future looks like together or where you're spending time. And so when you create that vision first, it allows you to get clear on where you're trying to end up and where you're going. Um, Because without it, you end up dating anybody with, you know, warmth or blood. (laughs) Maybe that's not in alignment with what you actually wanted. And the same thing can happen with business. You can have any old client and then some drain you and some bring you joy. And so you really want to think, okay, what does happiness look like for me? Right. And so you start there and then you start asking yourself, okay, well, where would this person spend their time? You know, are they on a specific dating app? Are they going to specific bars? Are they um, maybe into certain type of activities in which I'll likely see them at a specific park or surfing or whatever it is that floats your boat? Like, where would this person spend their time? And once you're clear on where they're spending their time and, you know, in business, that could be on certain social media platforms or things like that you have to go, well, great. How the heck am I going to get their attention? Right. Right. So it's like what you're saying. It's creating um, a business. They call an avatar. Like what is your ideal client? Now I'm getting the picture. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah. And in relationships, you kind of like, what are, you know, what are the things that I like? What, what does this person look like? What is him and her yeah, I'm getting the picture of it. Yeah, it's getting exactly. so exciting. So you need that business avatar. You need that, you know, ideal mate uh, yes. 
avatar essentially. And then you go, okay, where is my avatar spending their time? Is it uh, specific places on or offline? Because if you want to meet them, especially in business, you have to know where they are. Otherwise you could be showing up on you know, Facebook and maybe your ideal person isn't on Facebook. Maybe they're on LinkedIn. I'm completely making this up, but you have to get clear on who this person is and where they're spending their time. And once you're clear on that, you show up there in a way where you can capture their attention. You know, when I was in my early 20s, I would go to a very specific bar and I was, believe it or not, very shy. And so I would, you know, accidentally on purpose bump into people that I thought were cute, maybe to spark a conversation. Or my best friend is way more bold and was especially at that age comfortable. So she would just go up to a person and be like, Hey, come talk with us. And you know, that worked. But for your business, you need to think, okay, well, how can I connect with my ideal person? Right? Do I if I know they're struggling, I'm making this up, but maybe you're a relationship coach and you know they're struggling with getting a relationship. Well, where are they spending their time? If they're on Instagram, how can you talk about relationships and the struggle in such a way where they're going, oh my goodness, that is me. I want to keep reading what you're posting about. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Dr. Kelly is sitting there thinking. <laughs> well, I'm just, I was just flashing back to when I first started trying to find my avatar and guess what um it was before cell phones so I had to memorize that phone number when I finally got one yes now we things are made more easy you know but I was also thinking I like what you said like think about what uh what you enjoy and where this person may be and that's where you'll find them because you could also have an alternate avatar meaning there's people from our past that we know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's not going to work again because it didn't work the first one or three times. So we can actually, what do you think of that? You may want to avoid. (laughs) What? You may want to, that's actually knowing that is just as powerful as knowing what you're looking for, because then you can go, okay, well, if this is what I do not want, then maybe I should not send out these vibes or share that that's what I'm looking for and and kind of lean towards, well, what's the opposite of that or what contrasts that so that you can say, okay, well, don't come talk to me if you are this person, right? (laughs) Don't buy my products if you are this person, because it's not going to work. But if you're this person, this is what I'm looking for. We'll be just fine. It'll be great. Yeah. And you kind of pardon me, but if they have a dog in their profile picture or, you know, two dogs, it's like not going to work because I even have a workshop called pet the dog, push the kid. And I grew up with the animal being more important. So I'm not going to be fighting for bed space on the bed. You know what I'm saying? Nikki Nash. I hear <laughs> Dr. Kelly is like, must not love dogs. Not yeah. must love dogs. Must not love dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I have like a picture of like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Pictures are very telling the profile pictures. Very telling. Yeah. But I don't know. Who am I to say? I mean, I'm single. I'm single. Man, I'm very single. (laughs) (laughs) And kind of what you guys have been saying, it's it's the law of attraction. It's what you put out in the atmosphere, you get back. So if you have an idea of what you like and you put that out there, fine. But if you focus so much on the past, 
or so much of what you don't want and you end up talking about it, whatever, it is going to find you and get stuck to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want this. And you focus so much on not wanting it that that's what you get. Cause it's not like the universe understands the not wanting. You just <laughs> talked about the thing all the time. So it assumes you wanted it. It's like, well, stop talking about it then. Well, that makes sense. Yes, I definitely. Yeah, but it's hard. I think people don't realize the importance of writing down and focusing on what you really want. Because if not, you end up picking. I I use the thing about going to the grocery store. Like if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry and you don't have a list, you know oh, what you're going to pick up. Oh, yes. And the same thing with business in the sense it's so important to have an idea of what kind of clients you want. Because just because you're a hairstylist doesn't mean you want all the same. Yeah, you need to specialize. Yeah, if you if you know that you, I don't want to go to somebody who doesn't cut short hair if they're afraid of it or, you know, somebody has to know how to cut short hair to cut my hair. So I suppose I might like just start to narrow down my wants. There's needs and there's greeds, right? So I, I, uh, I think that I can get both. So uh, I, what do you think about this question? And I know I'm asking more questions today, but this is just a perfect topic and it's a perfect time. So here it is. Uh, it's called marketing your genius, right? How important is dating somebody of equal intelligence? How important is that? Ooh. That's a good question. And again, not my... Uh not my area of expertise, but I can tell you my, from my experience and from what, what I think, I think, um, I'm not sure if equal intelligence is necessarily a must for everyone. I think it's a, it's probably part of personal preference, but I do believe that there should be some sort of common ground and something that you can communicate and speak about, um, intelligently together. You know what I mean? And have like, you know, I personally like relationships where there's a little, you know, maybe a little banter, a little witty banter, a little something. And so if people can't banter with me, if someone can't banter with me, then that's not going to be exciting for me personally, because I'll just be sitting there going, okay, well, I'll just keep talking to myself then. And so for me, there needs to be that sort of, um, kind of stimulation and, and whatnot. But, um, I don't know. What what about you? I'd love to hear Dr. April's thoughts on that. Like, do you, like what do you think, Dr. April? Oh, well, as you probably already heard that um, intelligence is a lot for me. So I have um, been attracted to people and even been fully engaged and then realized that they're not um, at a certain level. And I just lose desire. It's just they don't become sexy to me. So intelligence at some point is very important. Um, but it's for each person. Like you said, so for some people, big boobs is great. You know, that's what turns them on for others. Yeah. For me, it's, it's intelligence. And also in the sense of the type of clients and even as a um, business owner and have interns and all, it's also that curious mind. I'm, I don't know. I find curious minds very um, sexy. I don't know. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Yes. What about you, Dr. Kelly? I don't know. Maybe big boobs. <laughs> no, I dated somebody once and I remember we were stopping and I'm that person that sneaks 
uh, candy in the movie theaters because while I can afford it, I still don't want to pay those astronomical prices. So I pulled into the gas station, said, I'm going to go in here and get some snacks and, uh, hey, do you want anything? And I said, I'm going to get some Whoppers and do you want anything? Now it's clear I'm at a gas station and I'm getting snacks to sneak into the movie theater. And when I said I'm getting Whoppers and said, what do you want? They said, hamburgers? Do you? And I'm like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> My head tilted and if you could read faces, you know, and, and if Nikki Nash would have been there, she could have said, what her face really means to say is, this isn't going to work out. But um, I knew when that was the last day. Because yes. it's just like they, and it's not about having a, you know, a, an IQ, a standard deviation or two right. from me. They can't be too high either. Um, and it's, it's really just about keeping on the same level, like tracking, communicating. And I like that, like what you were talking about, the banter. Communication to you is probably sexy. Mm-hmm. And they have to stay present for that communication. So uh, for me, it is about communication and also spirituality. Because if a person doesn't have the same uh, belief as me, I found that in the past that doesn't work also. They don't have to be a religious fanatic, but they have to have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with God. And to me, that's important. Right, definitely. I was thinking, um, because we're all very intelligent young ladies, we're so young. <laughs> um, Nikki, what have you had um, business women who have been like, shy to show how smart they are because they're afraid of maybe um, men or other business people thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I can't do business. They, you know, they deem down their intelligence in running a business or even marketing themselves business-wise or socially. You know, I haven't seen it personally, but I'm sure it exists because I distinctly remember when I got switched from my uh, co-ed middle school to an all-girl high school because um, the teachers recommended that I do so because I was dumbing myself down essentially for guys. And probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I got over that really quickly and now I'm just unapologetically (laughs) myself all the time. Um, But what I I do see comes up a lot is people holding back um, from showing who they are and how great they are because they're afraid more so of people um, leaving negative comments online and almost more from that like bullying standpoint. Because when you put yourself out there, people will absolutely have something to say about what you're saying or who you are. And um, that can be a real deterrent for some people, um, whether it's, you know, for business or online dating or things like that. And my philosophy is usually, um, you know, especially for business, when you're sharing your message and your wisdom and your gift and your genius with others, you're doing it to help your ideal avatar, right? You're doing it to help others. And if somebody's going to be negative and bring you down and not like it, well, then you can go, well, cool. I'm obviously not here for you because you don't like me. So you can metaphorically change the channel and I'm not going to let what you're saying stop me from doing work that I believe is really making a powerful impact in the world, right? And so um, it really comes from building up confidence and building up almost a 
as the, the saying goes, tough skin, where you're just kind of like, all right, there, there's going to be haters. I'm waiting for my one star review on my book. Like, it's just, I think it's the best thing ever. And I'm sure somebody's going to give it a one star. I'm not asking people to give me a one star. Mm -hmm. Please don't do it <laughs> unless you truly believe it. But, but I'm waiting for it to happen. And I am going to celebrate it because I'm going to be like, well, they hopefully... Hopefully it's a one star from somebody who actually read the book, not just went, yeah, I felt like giving you a one star today because it took too long to get here from Barnes and Noble. Wait, no, that's not, that's not right. why yeah. I want that reading. Yeah. So Nikki, yeah, you brought up a good thing that just happened to me this year, probably twice now. Yeah. I got my first negative for counseling and I was crushed. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just like, what did I do wrong? I mean, it took, it took me a couple of days. I mean, I figured out. <laughs> why this person did that um just because <laughs> but anyway and then I got a um like a negative thing on one of my um, ebooks it was it didn't make it to the five or whatever and I was like oh my gosh but in reality it does help you realize that you're not there for everyone yes and then also taking that um especially when it was on the ebook I really read through and I was like okay I can see that um, they wanted a, a lot more in this book that it was just an ebook, so they were going to get that. But I realized what I could do to take that and make myself better. You know, you got to be able to be um, handle criticism, like you said, when you put yourself out there. Absolutely. And it doesn't happen overnight. And I don't think I'll ever not be gut wrenched if somebody writes something negative, right? Like I'm going to feel it. It's going to feel terrible. I'm probably going to cry. Yeah. You call and me up and I'll tell I'll you what to you, do. Right. I mean, it's happened to me before in areas of life where it just like didn't get like the, maybe you didn't get the promotion you thought you were going to get, or you got negative feedback or something along those lines. It happens. Um, but what I will say is that when I can kind of give myself the space to feel it emotionally and then start going, okay, like, let me take a step back and see if there is some valuable insights from this person's feedback. And if there's not, um, I'm, I'm, as you mentioned, a curious person. So I'm always going to just mm -hmm. say like, Hey, you know, would you mind sharing a bit more? I, I'm, we're always trying to improve. I'm always trying to improve and see how I can make something better. And that's really all you can do. And, you know, just keep getting better every single day and being more yourself. And sometimes somebody just gives you a negative review or feedback because they don't like you. And like, that doesn't mean you stop being yourself. It just goes, okay, well, we're not here to be together. Good for you. I mean, good for you to continue to press forward. I mean, even Jesus wasn't welcome in his hometown. Right. I mean, for that matter. And he got some pretty seriously bad reviews. But get this. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell that to people. Even Jesus got a one-star review. Okay. I mean, so yeah. it's okay. I mean, there were people that there were scoffing at him and spitting yes. on him, and then they had people like wanting to hug him. I mean, but he had crews of people following him. But here's the thing: um, good for you guys for doing that because I often said somebody said. Well, you know, you should do this. You would just go viral or you should do that. You know, whatever, act more because I like to act. And I'm like, uh-uh, because I could not, I would have to have a handler. They would have to say, here's the phone and it only calls like five people. <laughs> they would have to handle me because if I like, I mean, I'm just, just a weakling when it comes to that. My feelings are just so hurt, but that's okay. I got a little tough on that um, 
on uh, being a professor, you get reviewed every single class, you know? So all that to say we're human, you know, and uh, we put ourselves out there for the things that we believe in. And then we know, this is me synthesizing, we know that we're bringing value to the world and to other people. And we have to believe that in order to market our genes. Because if you don't know and have a good, honest inventory of your strengths, then you're um, really, even in the relationships you are, are in right now, are probably weak, weaker. Have an honest inventory. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, like you just said, that honest inventory, being authentic and how to bulletproof and deliver your genius. We'll be back in a moment. Renew your connection and your love in beautiful Costa Rica. February 27th through March 3rd, 2022. We'll make sure it happens. Vacation Counseling Intimate Couples Retreat. Your next vacation. Enroll now at vacationcounseling.com. All right, welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. So we were just talking about how our reputation sometimes online, um, when we market ourselves and you put yourself out there, people are going to review you and how that may sometimes not be the best thing in the sense that you may get some negative feedback, but how to change that conversation to become better at what you do. So how do you deliver that genius? How do you um, bulletproof yourself so you can have success, even um, as you talk, especially in your book, Clients for Life? You know, I really believe that the more you do something, the better it gets and the easier it gets. And so when it comes to almost bulletproofing yourself from the potential negative Nancy's out there is what I'm going to call them. You know, the more you put yourself out there and the more you experience um, both the wonderful reviews and, as well as the negative ones, um, the easier it gets. And as we mentioned earlier with the law of attraction, it's like the more you focus on the great reviews that you get and the great feedback, the, um, the more you get, right? And so from a business perspective, when you have people that have um, purchased from you and who have uh, had an amazing experience, your goal is to ultimately um, do two things. One, empower them and encourage them to tell everyone and their mother about your magic so that you can get more dream clients and customers. And the second piece is to... Um, invite them to continue to work with you. And if it's right for them, maybe you have a new product or service or something else that's right for them. And so I really believe it all comes down to picturing the experience that you truly want people to have and delivering on that promise that you have with, with your offering. Mm. So you pit, picture it and you make sure you deliver it. And, and follow up, I think it's also one of the most important aspects. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. The more you can, you know, this is, it's so interesting because really I believe that business, especially if you have a service-based business, it really isn't like an intimate experience because you're um, likely for me with my clients, I'm getting all up into their business literally. And like, like using the uh, expression because I'm like, I need to see what your business really looks like. And that can be very um, like an exposed position for a lot of people. And so I always want to touch base and, and, and make sure that, you know, I'm getting feedback on how I'm working with them and what they're going through so that I can constantly make sure that they feel safe and secure and that they're constantly seeing great results. And so when you're delivering something from a business perspective, you want to make sure that you're clear on what your promise is, what you what people are expecting to get from working with you and that you're delivering it and that you're checking in on them throughout the process to make sure you're actually delivering on it. Because I could sit around and go, oh my gosh, I'm so amazing. I'm absolutely delivering everything I promised. And the other person could be like, I'm not getting what I wanted. And it's a real struggle and I'm not happy. And that happens in relationships too, right? Like you're thinking life is great and the other person's mad or frustrated (laughs) about something. And so it's that constant communication that's important. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, the communication is key and that's what um, carries everything through. Yes. How would do you suggest um, helping entrepreneurs create these clients for life? Because like you said, it's a service business. So I'm providing you this service. We're done. How do I? How, how, do, you, how do you keep them? It's so funny. When I started my business, I thought that it was, okay, I have a 90-day package. People work with me for 90 days and then they're gone, right? And then I had a client who who said, okay, so what does it look like for us to continue to work together? And I was like, you know, I don't want to discuss it right now because we're in the middle of your session, but why don't we schedule another call and we can absolutely talk about what this looks like moving forward and how we can continue to work together. And I pulled that out of my behind and then went, oh, crud, I've never thought about working people be- with people beyond 90 days, right? And I had to sit down and figure it out. And what I realized, it was probably one of the best lessons for me, because what I realized is that, you know, I don't have to constantly have a revolving door of clients. I could actually have clients for life or for long periods of times, right? And so for that to happen you know, looking back, this is what I started doing moving forward is you have to get clear on, okay, what are the things that I can help people with? And like, what's the problem that they're going to come to me for? And then once that problem is resolved, what's the next biggest challenge or problem that's going to happen? And can I help them with that as well? And if so, at the beginning of the relationship, because, you know, if, if you're going to see a movie and you think it's just going to be uh, a one movie and then you, it ends in such a way where you're like, oh, there's going to be a sequel. You at least know that you're, you're setting yourself up for the next thing. But if you watch a movie, it's complete and then you're not expecting anything else from it. And suddenly there's a whole 10 more movies you have to watch to get the, the real ending. You're a little peeved. You get what I'm saying? It's a weird analogy, but it just came to me. So that's what we're going with. Um, but, but so what I started doing is saying, okay, now that I know what problems they're going to have after we resolve what they came to me for initially, at the beginning of the conversation, I can say, listen, you know, we're going to work together for this period of time to resolve this thing. What may happen is that, you know, 
there may be other things that arise that um, after we solve this problem that may get in the way of you getting to the next level or for you to get to where you really want to go. So um, this is what it's going to look like for now. And, and at, uh, before our time together ends, what we'll do is we'll reassess and evaluate where you are, and then we can discuss what next steps look like from there. And then I'm opening it up and planting the seed in their mind that this isn't just a 90-day fix, right? Right. But that's definitely. Great. That just had a brainstorm. I'll be like, okay, so when I'm counseling somebody for uh, marriage or let's say uh, business counseling, then I'll be like, and when we get done with this, if you would like to discuss how this is with your marriage, that would be great. Or um, right now I have one that I'm helping with business. And they actually asked about pre-marital counseling. Yeah. Hey, if, you know, when, when we're done with this, maybe um, I'll get some pre-marital counseling. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I think that's great. Um, but I would like to encourage people that are listening. Sometimes people plan their wedding, but not their marriage. Yeah. So make sure yeah. they continue and get those. Like Dennis, don't like cat counseling. Come on. <laughs> I think that that's great that then you could um, go from 90 days and then help in other areas because you already built the rapport right Spend that time and it is a relationship right business is a relationship mm -hmm. and even in what we do I would think I was talking with you or with my interns today um it's about creating a base when I see a, a base it's that's that's my clients for life so if you're starting like you said it's a, a personal relationship if you start that intimate relationship with someone let's say you're counseling them in their 20s they come back to you in your 30s, 40s, 50s. I mean, I've had clients come through various marriages and whatever. It's because we created that one-on-one -on -one base. They feel like they can trust you because you're being authentic and real, which is kind of everything that you've said in this wonderful book here. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to crush it with that first experience. Like you can't give them a terrible first experience and then be like, let's keep working together. Cause they're going to go, no, thanks. I don't like you. So you have to, um, on top of the thinking through what it could look like long-term and maybe planting those seeds, you really have to deliver upon the promise of working together and just set realistic expectations. You know, if you're dating someone and one person wants kids and the other person doesn't want kids and you've never talked about it, somebody's going to end up disappointed, you know? Right. right. So it's like, have that open communication about expectations and what both parties are looking for before somebody swipes their credit card so that people go through the experience knowing, okay, this is what I signed up for. This is what I'm getting and knowing uh, if they got it or not. And that'll help them determine if they love the experience and want to keep working with you. Right. Definitely. In psychology, that first impression is everything, even in dating and relationships and meeting people. Yeah. People remember how you make them feel. And that is critical. And make sure and so many of these things kind of parallel, they could be applied to business and relationships. Very interesting. And even family. Yeah. We fed two birds with the same crumb today. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show. And if people and if entrepreneurs, because I know you focus on that a lot, um, want to connect with you, want to get to know you, um, how can they reach you? Yeah. You know, the best place to go is NikkiNash.co. 
forward slash magic. It's NikkiNash.co forward slash magic because um, it, if you like social media platforms, it'll link there as well as I have just some free guides and, and information um, to help people that are building a business and are excited to do it in a intimate relationship building way. Yes. Awesome. And if they want to learn about your book or your podcast, where could they go? Yes. About those two things. Um, on the same page, I linked to both, but the name of my book is Market Your Genius. It's bright pink. You can't miss it. Um, and it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, pretty much anywhere books are sold um, around the globe and in local bookstores. So you can grab it there um, or select local bookstores. And the name of my podcast is also Market Your Genius. So wherever you listen to podcasts, it is made available. Oh, I'm going to find you. Thank you so much, Nikki. Um, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And for upcoming shows, we have uh, Rich Lewis sitting with God. Uh, one of my favorite verses is be still and know that I am God. It's very hard to be still. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we have Jorge and Luisa Suarez with A Fair Recovery on October 7th. Rachel and Aaron Shaw, Boundaries of the Marriage. And Dr. Ray and Jean Kadokian, couple synergy coming up. Uh, this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real, and we're in the top 200 for Apple Podcasts on relationships. So, congratulations on that, Dr. April. You have built your business during your 11th year. You're a rock star. Awesome. Don't forget to follow us on Bringing Intimacy Back.com and our Facebook page, Instagram. You get the idea. Yes. We'll be happy to have you along. Uh, thank you. This has been a great show. Nikki, you're welcome here anytime. And it was so pleasure that you came on and shared with us about your marketing and genius. And I'm definitely, if anyone who's out there who's um, having a business and like struggling with marketing and how to get it out there, um, believe me, she's um, worth the money. So definitely give her a call and check it, check it out. Thank you again, Dr. Kelly. And I will see you next week. See you guys later. All right. Thanks. Yeah.